Welcome into another Wednesday edition of the Stripe Show podcast. Normally, we have tour players on and we have guys that are amazing at golf, and that trend continues today, except this guy has got nine number one country music hits. I know you know who he is. He's a single-digit handicap. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome to the podcast, Jake Owen. Thank you so much for your time, man. Hey, buddy. I'm happy to be here. Really appreciate it. And uh, so we had nine number one songs. You you got more number one songs. Uh, you're just about to reach my handicap in number one songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I feel pretty fortunate. We've uh, I remember when I got my first one back in 2011. And um, so it's pretty nice to be able to kind of start stacking them on top of each other. It makes our shows a lot easier. That's for sure. It does. Made for you. Uh, I mean, it's got to be wedding song crazy i saw a countdown the other day of wedding songs of 2021 and made for you was on the list uh your latest number one song and and it it it, it doesn't get old right every time you get another one but you're about to reach double digits in number one songs yeah i hope so i think that'd be really cool um i never i told someone this the other day it's really wild i, I never thought of myself as someone that would have you know multiple number one hits like that i just I, I moved to town from Tallahassee, Florida, after going to school down there at Florida State, and um, I dropped out of college and moved to Nashville. I didn't know anyone. I just wanted to play music and have fun. And uh, my dad uh, told me he would support me as a father as far as being supportive, but he wouldn't monetarily support me. So he's like, you're on your own. And um, when I moved to town, I was never really like motivated by money. and never. I, I, I worked for what I needed, and um, it kind of just – chase this dream and here i am like you just said having having almost 10 number one songs has kind of crept up on me but i think it's a testament to uh my dad obviously giving me some hard work ethic and um just kind of chasing something you love and sticking to it i mean yeah let's talk about that so you were a really good golfer in um, when you're in vero beach and you you get a scholarship you go to florida state you're playing there and things are good and i mean there i've i know people who have played with you and i've seen you on the at&t pro-am i've also seen you in a web.com event I know that you're good at golf and you were probably thinking that you would like to try to play pro, but then something happened and, and, and country music kind of became a thing. How, how does that whole thing happen? Talk about it. Where I grew up in Florida, um, in this little town called Vero beach, Florida, it's beautiful coastal town and a lot of golf there, a lot of outdoor sports. I was always on the water, uh, surfing, you know, water skiing, um, you know, uh, we played a lot of baseball, tennis, my twin brother and my best friend, um, played at high level tennis. Um, and my, my Marty fish, my best friend, I, uh, played professional tennis for a lot of years. So we were all really competitive growing up and, um, golf seemed to be something that I was drawn to because my dad was really great at it. My dad was a quarter fi quarter finalist of us amateur, um, back in 1979. Um, and, so I just always kind of want, like any kid, you just want to fill the shoes of your dad and, and make them proud of you uh, for, for doing maybe something that they, they couldn't fulfill. And I uh, chased that for a while, uh, was in, uh, went, had a few golf scholarships, went to Florida State without a golf scholarship. That kind of gets misconstrued sometimes because my twin brother went there on a full tennis scholarship. So oh, wow. I went there and was going to take a walk on um, at Florida State, um, went up, helped the golf coach with the golf um camp that he did that that summer and then he left this coach left that i went up there and a new guy came in and um i went to kind of tryouts and i just quite frankly like i didn't make the team and um at that same time i'd hurt my shoulder so i kind of had to take some time off anyways 
And during that time of kind of being away from golf for a little bit for something that I've been so passionate about and gone to tournaments as a junior, um, I think golf in general makes you focus obviously and work hard to be good at it. So when I realized I wasn't going to do it anymore, that those kind of morals and values I learned through golf is what kind of made me pick up a guitar and really want to get good at that uh, quickly. And so I just started working at it in college there. My dad said, get a job. And I saw a guy playing music on a bar stool. Uh, and I thought that's a pretty cool job. So I, I started doing that in college and played long enough, uh, three, three and a half years of that, um, you know, Sweet Home Alabama and the Joker and songs that I just did not want to play anymore. I wanted people to listen to my songs. And uh, I picked up and moved to Nashville. And kind of that's where it all started. Wow, that's crazy. So did you teach yourself to play guitar? I did. I did. Wow. And did you teach yourself to play golf, too? Or did your dad have some of the hand in that? My dad definitely had a major hand in helping me play golf. Um, and maybe that's one of the reasons, too. I mean, not to knock my dad, but I think I, I read in this magazine a long time ago. Um, actually, it was Forbes magazine did an article on why kids skateboard. And it said because their parents can't teach them how to do it. <laughs> and uh and it's interesting like how kids find certain things that that their dad can't say like hey move your hands over on the grip a little bit or, or you know watch put the ball up a little further in your stance i remember being a kid and being like dad just let me play like let me hit it and no and looking back all he wanted was same thing i did yesterday with my daughter on the golf course i was telling her to slow her swing down take a practice swing and when you're a kid like you just want to play you just want right. to do it but looking back, my dad had all the best intentions and in, in, in wanting me to be a great golfer. But what he didn't realize was um, when I quit playing golf and moved off to Nashville, all those values and things that he instilled in me, work ethic, carried over into what I'm doing now. I mean, I wouldn't be the guy I am and wouldn't have gotten to the places I am in this career if it wasn't for the, for the, the, you know, the teachings that my dad gave me as a kid. And I think a lot of that did stem from golf. Yeah, there's a program here we have in Florida, and I'm sure it's all over the country called the First Tee. I'm sure you've heard of it. And Absolutely. they teach they teach the nine core values, and they also it's all based around golf, but it does teach you how to become a good person, and, and it teaches you a lot of things about life. And that's why golf, a lot of times, is like life. You hit sometimes you hit a good shot and you get a bad break, and then other times you hit a terrible shot and you get a good break. And I think it really does resemble what we go through on a day to day basis. Absolutely. I, I tell people that a lot. It's one of the things I love about golf, um, especially for friends, as you know, that will come to you and say, you know, I, just, I never really played. I'm kind of nervous about playing. And that's what life is. Sometimes you've got to get yourselves into uncomfortable circumstances and just feel the beauty and magic of it, both golf and life. And also golf is one of these um, sports where you're just playing kind of against the course and yourself. It's about um, the integrity of it. It's about being honest with yourself. Like, right. you know, it's one of the few sports you call your own uh, penalties on yourself. You'll never see LeBron James, like drive into the, you know, and call, <laughs> call a foul on him. Be like, nope, that was bad on me. I, I shouldn't take that. <laughs> yeah. So I, I like that about golf. Keeps you honest. Are you playing a lot of golf during the pandemic? I've played more golf than I've ever played in my life in this last year. You did? Yeah. I noticed you said yesterday you were out, were you out with, uh, were you out with Pearl yesterday playing golf? We were, uh, we kind of do the late night twilight thing. Um, and I'm a member of a really beautiful golf course up here called the golf course of Tennessee. And, uh, right now it's just absolutely gorgeous. Everything's in bloom and, um, and yeah, she's learning. She's eight years old and, uh, she's got herself a new little set of clubs and, got her choking down on him a little bit and swinging right. easy. And she was so excited to see how, how well she was hitting yesterday. 
it's crazy how it's just that one shot. You hit a bunch of bad shots, but you hit that one good shot. You're like, I got it figured out. And it's what brings you back every single time. That's right. It does. So you've, um, I, I see you also spend a lot of time with your daughters out on the water as well. So your, your Instagram is a great follow. If you're not following Jake on Instagram, you can see it here on the screen. Or if you're listening on the Apple podcast or iHeartRadio, uh, it's at Jake Owen official. And he has a lot of fun out on the water, whether it's skiing or boating or fishing or whatever you're doing. Yeah, growing up in Florida, the water was something that I, I was like second home to me. We always, after school, would hop in and go water skiing or go fishing or just always on a boat. And um, that's really been something that's been special in my life. And it's also been something that um, I've really kind of blend into my music as well. It kind of has branded me as an yeah. artist, which has been really nice. It is. I love beaching and all. It's just, it's just when you, you're cruising down the road and beaching comes on the radio you instantly want to head somewhere where there's water and sand i mean there's just something about that song it just sounds good well thanks froggy but uh tell me something so the the pandemic and everything shut down no shows you've spent a lot of your life on the road entertaining and it's where you're comfortable on stage but then the pandemic kind of takes it all away and and granted there's positives to be taken out of it where we were able to spend some time with family and get ourselves together and maybe even better ourselves and, and playing golf is definitely not a negative. But what was it like that first show back, standing on stage and seeing screaming fans again? Well, um, it, it, it was it was incredible. I mean, I wish I had a better word to explain it, but I almost am, am out of words to explain the feeling that I had because there it was like this double-edged sword. Um, for the last 447 days, I hadn't played a show. Not that you were um, counting. <laughs> yeah, not that I was counting, but the couple of the ladies in the front row that have been to a lot of our shows had a sign saying it had been 447 days since our last show. And um, it was just really special to look out and see people that are finally just like, it was like a, a sigh of relief. You know, they're like, wow, this is really happening. We're all hugging each other. We're all singing along together. We're all having a great time. Um, at the same time, too, for the last 447 days, I was able to sleep in a bed um, that wasn't moving down the highway at 80 miles an hour. And so um, I, I remember that night after the show laying my head down in the bus as we moved on to the next show. And I heard the and the buses moving. And I thought, dang, how did I do this for the last like 15 years? You know, it, it was really special to be home and experience things that I'd never experienced before. I know you mentioned that previously, but it really did kind of take a, a, a big precedence in my life. Um, music did for so long that I kind of, not that I wasn't a great father or that I wasn't a great partner to my, uh, to my beautiful fiance, Erica, but I, I just really enjoyed getting back to, to reality. God dang. Sorry, man. No worries. This no worries. Welcome to my, this is the story of my life. <laughs> That's it right here. No, it did. It, it, it all gave us a chance to kind of, refocus and that's why yeah there's always something good that comes out of bad and the pandemic yes there was a lot of negative coming out of that whether it was all the people that died or all the people on the front lines that were having to give up their time with their family but for many of us it allowed us to focus on things that were important and maybe improve ourselves a little bit and so that's why now going back out on the road I think we're going to get a different version of, of, of things because maybe we appreciate them a little more knowing that things can all be taken away from us so quickly. 
DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sportsbook, but also America's top-rated sportsbook. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook. It is easy to navigate, has plenty of instructions for new bettors, and nearly limitless ways to get in on all the action. My friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will too. Listen to this great offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in site credits. That's right. Pick any basketball team that is still in contention, bet $1. And if that team wins, you win $100 in site credits. Don't forget DraftKings Sportsbook also offers great odds and promotions in baseball, hockey, golf, and so much more all week long. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TRAVIS when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game, and if they do, you will claim $100 in free credits. That's promo code TRAVIS for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Wager paid out. Insight credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook. For details, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Yeah, and one of those things, getting back to what I told you earlier about my dad teaching me things. You know, he always, my dad's always been really, um, instrumental in my life as far as being cognizant of um, being frugal and, 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 and a son, just cause you're out there, you know, making some money now and doing things. You really need to think about the future. Cause he's like, you know, it, it could all go away like right. that. <laughs> and I really learned that last year, not just on behalf of myself, but I think so many, I, you know, I have a lot of people that, that I work with um, that I help employ. And, and I know it was just so hard on so many people last year in my organization, because we hit a point where they just, we couldn't, I, I, you know, I tried so hard to keep everybody going for as long as I could. And thankfully we got PPP loans and things like that. But um, even with that, it, it, it wasn't the same and, and people were struggling and mentally they were struggling and wondering if we were ever going to get back out there and, that takes a major t- so even though it was nice being home with our families it's also very stressful being home wondering how you're going to take care of the things that you were used to being able to take care of beforehand so um i think it was a good way for all of us to kind of um see all aspects of life in a, in in those last you know 447 days now you're hitting the road and going right back out on, on a tour again. I, I was looking on your website and i see you've got a lot of events lined up and and so you're you're ready to jump back in and get back out there I am. I really am. Um, I, I, I love this time of year, summertime every year, something that not only do I love because of the music side of things, but where I grew up in Florida, it was like summertime all the time. So my music is very like summer oriented. My music's really, uh, something that I love for people to crank up in the summertime and and feel good. So that's why this time of year is like my season, you know? So, uh, to be able to not do that last year, I felt a little empty. Yeah, well, I want you to know that I feel a little bit of a loss on my own because, number one, I was supposed to come to a Jayco and uh, Lady A show uh, that was supposed to be here in Jacksonville last year where I am. And uh, when that was was all kind of coming together, I was going to try and reach out and say, hey, if you want to play TPC Sawgrass, uh, we can get out there and knock it around either the day before the show or the day after. So when the pandemic happened, I'm like, man, I'll lose the show and a chance to play golf with Jake. 
Hey, well, you didn't lose the chance to play golf. We might have lost the show, but uh, we can always play some golf for sure, Frog. Yeah, I'm I'm always up for a good round of golf. Yeah, I'd love to play TPC Sawgrass. Um, when uh, we we've got a we've got a mutual friend, Rod Phillips, and he was here in town, and we played um, TPC with uh, Cole Swindell and Luke Bryan. And I will tell you, Cole hit the green. Luke hit it over the green in the water. So just keep that in mind. If you ever see Luke, his first shot, it did, go, it did. It went over the green and in the water, but uh, it was a good time. It's, it's so much fun to get out there and play. It's a beautiful golf course. And I know you've played a lot of golf uh, and you've played some professional golf. And I don't think the average person truly realizes how good PGA tour players are. They think that corn, corn fairy player or web.com when you were on it, um, that those guys like, yeah, they think the guy at their club could play on that tour. It's not even close. People don't understand how genuinely amazing these guys are at golf. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a whole other level, you know, it's kind of like, it's no different than, you know, these guys that, you know, you can, anybody can go out in their front yard and shoot a basketball and make, make a few and think right. that you're on a roll. Cause you've had a few swishes, but, uh, <laughs> but you can't just get out there on the court with those guys and play. And, um, I learned that firsthand, um, you know, going out and playing this past year or year, I guess it's a couple of years ago, Brent Seneca is a friend of mine and asked me to join him and, uh, his tournament that they hold out here in the, and web.com uh, was part of it. Well, at the time it was web.com at the time. Now it's corn fairy tour, but um, they gave me a sponsorship exemption. And I dealt with a lot of flack from people being like, why is this guy getting a sponsorship exemption when there's a lot of other guys out there that would, that are actually uh, working their way up the corn farrier to, and they should have this spot. And I, what I think is really cool about uh, what they're doing out there by giving away those sponsorships is um, they are bringing some attention to it um, that maybe not would not be brought by giving, you Absolutely. know, someone else, but um, it's called I, growing I the game. Brought, <laughs> yeah. And I brought some attention to it as well by shooting double 86s. <laughs> it was so, Hey, but I, my claim, my, my, my claim to fame is number one, that course was ridiculously hard. Um, and it was so hot. My dad was caddying for me. He had to quit because he almost passed out walking down the fairway. That's how hot it was. Wow. And, um, but also Angel Cabrera, uh, was playing in the group behind me. He shot 86 the first day too. And he withdrew. So just champion, <laughs> uh, master's champion. And did he not win the U S open? He did. He's won both. So you know what? So that guy, he, he didn't hang around. So technically you beat him. Yeah, exactly. But I think it goes to show that anybody, uh, like just the other day, I, it was funny. My little girl, I called her. Uh, she FaceTimes me all the time. And she said, uh, Dad, what are you doing? I was like, you're not going to believe it. I just uh, I just shot the best round in my life in my home course here. I shot uh, 64. I had seven birdies and six of them were in a row. And uh, Did you really? Yeah. It was just one of those days where it was like, what? Is this really? I mean, like, you know, there's days where you just, you hit, you, you're not putting well and you get over right. the ball and you're like, God, I hope I can just two putt this putt. Right. This was a day where I just couldn't wait to get on the green. Cause I knew that when I put the putter behind the ball, I was going to make it. And, wow. um, and, and I did, I made it, but anyways, my little girl, she's like, no one cares, dad. No one cares. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell her she's wrong. Froggy cares. A 64 is ridiculous. That, that, yeah. that's shooting. That, that, that's what was it. I, I know I, you were, you playing from the tips as well too. I was playing from our member tees, but, um, but still. still, I mean, it was really, we have a really pretty tough golf course and, uh, and it was great. I just, I played really well. I hadn't played that well since I was like 16 years old. Did um, you get in somebody's pocket or were you by yourself? 
I played with a couple of buddies and that we, we weren't, we were just playing and having oh, a good okay. time, but um, <laughs> it was awesome. And uh, it did definitely um, skew my handicap a little bit. So, so what is your handicap right now? Uh, right now it's like a, a 1.8. Wow. But uh, it was around yeah. like a three. Cause I don't play that much uh, full 18 holes all the time. Cause I just don't have time. Right. Um, but I mean, I, it's funny to look at my scores. I mean, they'll, they'll you'll see like, 78 74 84 okay 64 <laughs> <laughs> that's golf though and see people don't understand that you just because you go out one day and play well it means nothing the next day yeah it means nothing i mean i mean if you go out and shoot, have you played since that 64 or no oh yeah i played uh just a couple of days ago with my buddy we played a, a two a two-man um like a match play event at our club and we got beat by a couple other guys uh, we had to give them 12 shots, which was a little tough, but uh, we we ended up losing one down on the last hole. Wow, that's great. How often do you get to play when you're on the road, when you travel? Do you take your sticks with you? I try to. Um, there's so many incredible golf courses that we're always, um, you know, around, and people are really, really kind about wanting to get us out there and play and taking care of us. But uh, sometimes it's just tough to get out there and spend four hours before a show, and I've got to – Usually I like to work out. I like to spend some time with my band and work out whatever we're going to do that day. Um, and now I've, I've been bringing my family on the road. So I'm not getting as much golf time as I used to. Well, next time you're here in the uh, Jacksonville, uh, Ponte Vedra area, we definitely have to get out on Sawgrass. Even if you only play nine, we'll play the black nine and we'll play the uh, back nine at stadium. And we'll at least get that in so we can get the Island green in. Absolutely. I'd love to do that. Are you, um, are you, are you watching a lot of golf? I mean, as, as we're recording this, the U S open is on. So are, are you watching a lot of golf nowadays? I am. I'm always watching golf. I've got a lot of friends out there, um, that I, I'm really always pulling for. Um, and, uh, my buddy Jordan speed that we play out there at AT&T Pebble beach every year together. I know he, he played, he didn't play too well yesterday. First round. I think he shot six over, but I mean, it's a U.S. open, right? I mean, it's meant to be a hard chest to golf and, He's one of the best in the world. And as we just said, it goes to show you that it doesn't matter what, you know, how well you're playing. I mean, you can always have that kind of thing, uh, bad round of golf. You just got to get back up the next day and, and look at it like a new day. Um, so I'm happy for him. Uh, hopefully he gets it going this week. But um, I love Dustin Johnson. He's a good buddy of mine. I actually just got back from playing with him down at the uh, uh, Michael Jordan's course down there in Jupiter called the Grove 23. All right, uh, never mind. I take back playing golf. If you've played golf with Jordan Spieth and Dustin Johnson, you are never going to want to play golf with me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like playing anytime, Froggy. But I, I, pro I would assume that Dustin probably hits it a little farther than you do. Just, just, just a little bit. Yeah, I probably need a driver and a wedge to get to uh, to Dustin's tee ball. So tell me something. How how amazing is that in person to see? It's pretty awesome. It really is. They have different gears too. Like Dustin can just dial it in and just hit his deep bomb drives down the fairway. But when he wants to really hit one, I mean, it's a whole other level. Uh, and I mean, I, I hit it pretty long. I, I think I hit it pretty good. I mean, I'm the guy at my golf club where most people, I, I hit it past everyone. Right. And he and he's hitting it past me by like 50 yards sometimes when he hits it, like 40 yards. And I'm like, man, that, that's long. And it looks effortless. Yeah. I mean, another thing that those guys have that, that we as amateurs don't is their timing is perfect. You know, they, they're so they, their timing is always consistent. Whereas a lot of us as amateurs, 
Um, our swing tempos tend to change based off of, you know, it's because you might go a week without playing where these guys right. are hitting balls. I mean, every day and playing. So just yeah, DJ doesn't get in a hurry. I love the lackadaisical, just, yeah, whatever happens, happens, hit it and find it attitude. I, I think that plays well on the course for Dustin because he doesn't Absolutely. get too high and he doesn't get too low. Yeah. So with you being buddies uh, with a lot of guys that are out on the tour, are you, uh, have you taken a side on the Brooks Kepka Bryson DeChambeau spat that continues on? Rapsodo mobile launch monitor, improve your golf swing today. Pro level launch data in the palm of your hand. It is very accurate within 2% of a $20,000 unit. The Rapsodo MLM app automatically tracks stats and stores video with Shot Tracer, helpful for club gapping and understanding true distances for each club. Rapsodo MLM provides immediate feedback, data, and creates a better practice environment, not mindlessly hitting balls. Extremely portable. Case is about the size of a rangefinder. And you know what? You can use it both indoors and outdoors. I love this launch monitor. It's the Rapsodo mobile launch monitor. Check it out at rapsodo.com. R-A-P-S-O-D-O.com. Rapsodo.com. I think it's good for golf. You know, everybody in our world wants everybody to be so peaceful and happy. But I mean, just even going back, like I mentioned earlier, my best friend played professional tennis and growing up, we watched a lot of tennis and we used to see like Jimmy Connors play uh, Patrick McEnroe or uh, John McEnroe, excuse me. Um, uh, It was just cool to see two guys just go at each other, you know, it made it more exciting. And when you used to see like, uh, think about Michael Jordan playing playing against those guys back in the day, Larry right. Bird, stuff like they, they just, there was always, you got to have that in order to have a little excitement. But um, at the core of both of the, I know both of those guys pretty well. And uh, I, I got aside a little bit, even though I, I play Cobra irons and have for a long time and the people at Cobra golf have taken really good care of me. Right. Um, uh, I have to, and, and Bryson's a Cobra guy, but um, I, I, I'm just, you know, I got to go with Brooks on this one because uh, Brooks, he's a Florida state guy too. Now I know you guys are boys from the Florida yeah. state days. He's a Florida state guy. And <laughs> I kind of like, I like the fact that Brooks is confident and he just kind of s- says what he wants. Um, he's not trying to appease anyone other than himself. Uh, and, I, but what I do think, I mean, not to say that I don't like Bryson. I think he's a really intelligent, smart guy. Oh, yeah. Um, he just doesn't play golf the way not only I do, but 99% of golfers do. He's just a little analytical, and I'm just – I don't like – I'm like the DJ side of golf. I'm just like, let's bomb it. Let's go hit it again, and, like, whatever happens, happens. I love – you know what? They, that's what makes golf fun is there are so many different ways to play the sport, and there are there really is no wrong way to swing it. You swing your swing, and what works for you works. Uh, but Bryson has transformed. And some guys have admitted to chasing distance. And so, I mean, it really is, uh, it's great what, what he's done, but I'm with you. I think I'm a little bit more on the Brooks side of things. Um, I like how Brooks carries himself. I like that. I, I enjoy the pompous attitude. I know some people don't, um, but yeah, I do. I, I like watching it. I think it's good for golf because it's got people talking about it that maybe wouldn't be talking golf otherwise. Well, yeah. And, and as I mentioned earlier, I mean, I, one of my best buddies out there is Jordan Spieth. And I think he is like the uh, patriarch for 
absolute class and being a gentleman, you know, and I think he's a guy that for kids growing up, like I would want my kids to want to be a little Jordan speed, you know, because the way he handles himself. But at the same time too, there's something to being a guy that's kind of got a little bit of a swag and right. having that. And I like, I think you've got to have that to be, to be someone that, that can be dominant. Cause you, you give a bit of a, um, uh, you can give some sort of um uh, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like a little intimidation factor yeah. to, to others around you before you even hit a golf shot. I mean, that's what Tiger did. Tiger made a career out of it. Tiger walked on the tee. You were in, instantly intimidated because you're like, this guy's here to kick my ass. That's right. That's right. Tiger always hit it a long way, um, but he never like chased distance. And that's the thing I'm kind of a little up in the air about with, with Bryson. Like, yeah, is the guy hitting it a mile? Sure. But he also got beat by like a 65 year old guy at the masters this year. Um, you know, uh, uh, like, um, I saw him in Florida at a golf course. Uh, Bernhard longer. Yeah. Bernhard longer <laughs> beat it. But I think so did, uh, who's the guy that won the masters back. Um, uh, I can't think. Not of Larry Mize or it was somebody I know you're talking about. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. He beat him one day and it's like, yeah, and it just right. goes to, sh- my point is it goes to show you that, and that's what I get a look like, you know, I watch golf channel in the morning and stuff. And that's all everybody talks about is how far he's hitting it. And it's like, who cares? Like, you know what? I'd be mean, like, there's guys out there too, that don't hit it that far at all. Um, that are just making a real good living. And I think I just, I wish that they didn't make everything about, because there's a lot of guys out there that will never hit it as far as Bryson DeChambeau. And it doesn't mean that you can't still be a top world-class golfer. Right. Right. Now you mentioned that you're good buddies with Spieth. I hear there's a great story about you and Jordan Spieth on the closest to the pin at your, uh, at your charity event. Yeah. Uh, about four or five years ago at my charity event in my hometown of Vero, uh, Jordan flew in uh, pretty cool. He got off the plane with his master's jacket over his shoulder. Oh, which that's I cool. Was pretty cool. Um, and we played in a round of golf at my, at my uh, Vero beach country club there in Vero. And it was really cool. The entire town, pretty much came out um That's and awesome. watched it like an old like shells wonderful world of golf where you had all these people just like lining the fairways following our group and um, no rope so it was like really neat he was uh he was so accommodating and nice to everybody there that asked for a picture or an autograph he did it and we were on number uh 13 i believe at beer beach country club he had about 110 yards to the pen like i said there was tons of people watching and he looked at me, he's like, Jake, give me some odds on this shot. And I said, what do you mean odds? He's like, give me some odds on what you think I'll make it. And my dad was like, make it. My dad's like, I'll bet you a hundred bucks right now that you don't, you don't get it within a foot, you know, five feet, forget making it. And Jordan's like, all right, you're on. And he just stepped up to it and hit it. And like midway in the air, he just kind of looked over. He's like, you're going to have to pay me on this one. And uh, it took like two hops and went right in the hole. And he called it like Babe Ruth. And it was so cool because it's one thing to tell this story, but it's another thing to tell you that there were at least 1500 people standing there that saw the exact same thing. And we were all just mind blown at how this kid could uh, do that. But again, I think that stems from confidence and believing in yourself and just saying, I'm going to do this and then doing it. That's awesome. That's uh, you just stood there and all now did, did your dad have to give him a hundred bucks or no? Uh, yeah, not only did he get a hundred bucks, but we put a plaque in the middle of the fairway that said the, uh, master's champion, Jordan Spieth called his shot from this spot and made it. Oh, that's awesome. And Vero beach. That's like everybody that plays that golf course. I guarantee you they're dropping balls and hitting it from that spot. Every single time. Oh, yeah. 
So um, you've got, before I let you go, there's another story I'll never forget about you as well. So after they, they started this match thing, I know this year we're getting Bryson and uh, Aaron Rodgers versus Phil and uh, Tom Brady. I'm a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, so I love the fact that we have Tom Brady. We'll try to make another run in the Super Bowl this year. Hopefully we'll win back to back. But um, the original match was Tiger and Phil. And it was all played up that it was going to be this big deal. And there was going to be all this, like, this, uh, you know, talking back and forth and all this other stuff. And I enjoyed watching it because I love golf. But it didn't really turn out to be all the trash talk that we expected. And so you saw Phil <laughs> at Jordan's wedding. And how did that exchange go? Well, Jordan's wedding was the day after the match. Oh, Phil, Phil literally flew from Vegas to Texas to come to the wedding. And I knew he, he was at the wedding and, and we'd said, hey, earlier. But by the end of the night, you know, as weddings go, uh, I had had a few um, adult you know, beverages, mixed, mixed adult beverages <laughs> and thought it was just the opportune time to tell him what I thought about that match and how I thought. It, I mean, how can this guy won nine million dollars? Um, you know, basically only made two birdies between the two of them. Right. And they had a chip off. If you remember, they had a chip off to win the thing. It was, yeah, it was, it was not good golf. It was not great. It just wasn't good. But all these people paid like 50 bucks or something, whatever to go 29, whatever it was. And I went up, I was like, Phil, you need to, you, you got to pay me. Like you better, you better give me back my money. Cause that was a joke. And you, and like, I mean, you want all this money. Cause you made all of us watch this. That was just terrible golf. And uh, he kind of reached into his pocket and he pulled out this big wad of hundred dollar bills. And uh, I'll save the the term that he used, you know, cause you can find that elsewhere. But uh, <laughs> he basically said, here's a hundred bucks. Go screw yourself. I made nine, nine. Uh, he told you, he said, I made 9,000 of these yesterday <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. 90,000 of these yesterday. Oh, was he kidding or was he half serious? Uh, he was definitely kidding, but he was also dead serious. You know, that's just, that's Phil for you. He's a Phil is absolutely one of the coolest things that could have ever happen in golf. I mean, um, not only what he's done for the golf for golf as a left-handed player for those people out. I remember being a kid and like my dad said I was left-handed, but he didn't want me to play left-handed because at the time there just wasn't equipment for left-handers. Right. Um, and so what he's done from that side of the ball is really cool. What he's done as a person is really cool. Um, he's super funny. Uh, he's got a great personality. So um, I really admire him and the kind of guy he is and what he's done for the game of golf. And, and I, I like the fact that he's been really uh, kind of funny and supportive about this story that, that happened. He really is a funny guy. And I don't think we really realized that prior. I mean, if you've seen the social media aspect after he won, uh, the PGA championship at Kiowa, he's driving in a golf cart and he's like, Hey, it's your daily reminder. I won the PGA and he's showing the trophy sitting next to him. I mean, I, I do like that. And I've seen Phil do some commentating. He's going to be amazing at commentating. I think he's going to be the best thing we've seen since Johnny Miller got out of the booth. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he's, he's a great guy. And that new, uh, if you haven't seen that, you need to check it out. If you haven't seen the new Amstel light commercial he did. No, um, I haven't seen it. Make sure you check that out. It's pretty funny. There's a guy who's like looking for his ball in the woods and he looks up and it just happens to be Phil Mickelson sitting on a log, just sitting there with <laughs> two Amstel lights in his hand. And he's like, Phil Mickelson. And Phil says, yeah. He goes, Hey, listen, man, I know that, um, I know that I'm an ex extremely successful golfer and major championship winner, but just like you, I struggle sometimes to make friends. So it's like, let's share, let's share an Amstel light and talk about it. Oh, <laughs> you got to check it out. He's going to be the best commercial pitch guy since we had Peyton Manning. <laughs>
Oh, yeah. Well, Jake, I appreciate your time, man. And real quick, before I let you go, I want you to talk a little bit about your foundation. I know, I know you do a lot and raise a lot of money for St. Jude. Thanks, Froggy. Uh, this is exciting for me to be able to talk about. Um, it's the Jake Owen Foundation is the name of our foundation. Our motto is just helping people in the places they call home. And what that means is that it gives us the ability to have a bunch of different beneficiaries, no matter if it's in my hometown of Vera Beach, Florida, if it's uh, my hometown here in Kingston Springs, Tennessee, where we've done uh, things as far as uh, building splash pads for kids here um, that c come here in the summertime that need a place for after school programs. Uh, we support everyone in uh, for St. Jude Children's Hospital to Boys and Girls Club, Habitat for Humanity, Autism Speaks. Um, and we're always looking for other people that need help. And, and it gives us the opportunity to uh, help people in the places they call home. So I travel a lot. And that was a big mission for me. Like if I go to some town in Kansas um, and someone has something that they need help with, as long as they have, a, you know, 501c3, uh, we're able to help them out and send them some money and take care of them. And, and the reason that it's special is because um, throughout my endeavors, I've been able to raise a lot of money by doing really uh, special things that that a lot of people can't. Like, for instance, thanks to my friends out at AT&T at the Pebble Beach Pro-Am, um, two years ago, I won the uh, million dollar closest to the hole um uh, at number 17 at Pebble Beach. And they have everybody from like Aaron Rodgers to uh, Macklemore to you name it. I mean, all kinds of people that are doing it. And they'll give a million dollars to your charity uh, if you make a hole in one. Well, no one made a hole in one, but they always pay um, 100,000 to the closest to the pin. And I won uh, 100,000 by hitting it closest to the pin. And then another one of our buddies there that um, is owns and runs uh, Workday, said, I'm going to match that. So he matched wow. it. And with one golf shot, we raised $200,000. And I was able to take that and put it back towards the Jake Owen Foundation and then allocate that to some really incredible um, beneficiaries. So um, not only are we out raising money by doing things like um, throughout when I'm on the road, we're, we're raising money by selling merchandise and things that will go back to our foundation. We're having golf tournaments that raise money. But then little instances like that, being able to uh, – just hit a golf shot and make money with other really charitable people involved is, is a really big deal. And, and I, that's what I've always wanted to do. I'm at a place in my life where I have a platform where people are listening and I have a way to, to raise a lot of money and give back to people in need. And um, it really excites me as you can tell um, to be able to do stuff like that. No, that's awesome. And I talk about it sometimes here on the podcast back in October. Um, I was uh, diagnosed with a brain aneurysm and had uh, open head surgery. And they, I was one of the lucky ones. 80% of people who have an aneurysm don't make it. Uh, they don't even know they have one. Usually you, it ruptures and you, you pass away. The family finds out. Um, I was very lucky. And so I'm taking my platform, whether it be through uh, what I do here with the, the podcast and golf or, or what I do with the radio show that I'm on every morning uh, and, and doing a golf tournament, to trying to raise, raise money for the brain aneurysm foundation. And so, Trying to help people who can't help themselves is something that's very important to me because I was lucky. I was a lucky one, and I believe everything happens for a reason. And so I was given this brain aneurysm and then helped, and, and I'm now here to talk about it. And so if I can take that experience and help other people, that's what I'm out to do. And so it, it means a lot to me that you uh, are doing this without even suffering something. You're still doing what you can to help other people, and so I appreciate that. Well, man, I'm glad you're you're all right, and I'd love to help you in any uh, mission and endeavor you have uh, to raise some funds for that as well. 
You got it, man. I appreciate it. I love the hat. Uh, I think you should wear that anytime you play golf in Florida because old people here in Florida, for some reason, never repair their ball marks. It's like putting on the moon half the time. So I'd love it if you wore that here. You should you should give that to every golf course you go to in Florida. Yeah. A good deal, man. I really appreciate it, Jake. Thank you so much. Congratulations on your engagement. Uh, I but last I had read, of course, you never know what you read. Uh, last I read, you hadn't set a date yet, but when you do, good luck and uh, thank you so much for your time. I really, really appreciate it, Froggy. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it, and thanks for for that. The well wishes on on our marriage. Uh, Eric and I are pretty excited about it. We were just talking the other day about we got to pick a date. We got to do this last year, you know, when we got engaged, you know, right at the end of the whole uh, pandemic. Um, so. We were just waiting until everybody felt comfortable. We didn't want to have one of these weddings where we couldn't invite everyone that we wanted to invite. So we're uh, we're excited to get that happening. Thank you so much. We've had a we, we've had a strong three week run here on the uh, on the Stripe Show podcast on Froggy Wednesdays. We had Rocco mediate the week of the U.S. Open. Wow! Uh, to, to talk about his ninety one hole crazy epic battle with Tiger Woods. With Tiger, it was unbelievable. He was great. Uh, we had Brandel Chambly last week from the Golf Channel, and now this week Jake Owen. So. Uh, we're, we're doing it strong here and I really appreciate your time and thank you so much, man. Have a great one. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it, Froggy. Appreciate it, Jake. Have a good one, man. I just want to interrupt this interview real quick and give a shout out to my friends over at Encore Golf. Encore provides some of the most cutting edge technology in a golf ball that I have ever seen. Their team in Buffalo, New York is changing the script of golf technology through their perimeter weighted designs, which offer players enhanced accuracy and control for every shot on the course. With their award-winning Elixir and Avant 55 golf balls, they are transforming the game for players of all skill levels. Visit EncoreGolf.com backslash Travis Fulton for more details about their products that are revolutionizing the game. Now back to the Stripe Show.